Welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Sarah Severson. And I'm Tom Yoder. We are the co-producers of The Raven Narratives. The story you're about to hear was told by Jody Jarling at our storytelling events in October at the Sunflower Theater in Cortez and the Durango Arts Center when the theme was Spooked. In no particular order, Jody loves photography, her dog, her mom, craft beer, and her husband. She earns money as a nonprofit event producer and marketer. As an aspiring decent human, she will laugh at your jokes and volunteer for too many things. Jody hates peas, mean people, and basements in that order. She lives in Dolores, Colorado. Here is Jody's story. I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, but spent nearly every summer at my grandparents' house in Commerce City, Colorado, between the ages of five and 12. That wonderful little brick house on Olive Street faced a park that was mostly soft, lush grass, one park bench, a small church on the corner. The house had a full basement, laundry room down there, even a refrigerator, with steps that led to a tiny kitchen on the main level that often smelled of fresh tortillas and coffee. We'd have to take turns sitting at the tiny table they were able to fit in there. It was decorated with sunflowers, some my grandpa painted after he discovered Bob Ross. (laughs) The stairs had carpeting. It was navy blue with royal insignia. At least that's how I remember it. I'm not sure if the carpet came with the house when my grandparents bought it in the 60s or if it's just something that they learned to live with because the carpeting, all 12 stairs leading from the basement, went all the way into the kitchen. Carpet in the kitchen. (laughs) My guess, my hope, was that it was already there and indeed they were just making do because now all 12 steps with carpet and the kitchen were covered in plastic and the kind of plastic that you find in an office with with the prongy side that digs into the carpet that often finds your sock and attacks your toes. (laughs) So off of this plastic with bare feet had a very distinct sound sweaty summer feet on this plastic recorded your every movement. So next to the kitchen was the living room with windows that faced that park. There was a couch under those windows, the perfect perch to watch the world go by. During the summer, we'd have the windows open as that soft breeze climbed in through those windows. You could hear the sprinklers in the park start to do their water dance. I'd often fall asleep to that sound as I put a makeshift bed on the couch under those windows, and I'd fall asleep to that. Yes, I'd sleep in the living room, even though there was a perfectly good room in the basement. I'd play on the stairs, but never in the basement. I'd play in the kitchen, but never in the basement. I'd go into the basement if my grandma was down there doing laundry or ironing a shirt, but I'd quickly beat her to the staircase to make sure I was not the last one up. That fear of being chased if you're the last one up, afraid to look back 
because something was just about to touch your heels, but couldn't if you just kept looking forward straight up the stairs. The fear of missing a step and tumbling backwards into the makeshift curtain and getting wrapped up in something just about to grab you. Always looking forward, trying hard to never be the last one up. I shared my fears with my grandma, and she was slightly dismissive, but thought maybe it was some childhood trauma. When I was a toddler, they'd put a plastic alligator at the top of the stairs that squeaked to keep me from playing there. Evidently, I was afraid of alligators in Colorado. <laughs> About age seven, my mom went through a very terrible divorce, and they used to hide me in the basement because they were worried I was going to get stolen. So I could see some correlation to those fears. Age 10, it was another beautiful summer night at my grandparents' house. I was laying on the couch, snuggled in, listening to the sprinklers. I was facing the couch. My grandparents had already gone to bed, and that was the only sound. Suddenly, the sprinkler stopped. I listened intently, completely perplexed. I held my breath, waiting for the sound to return, wondering why there was a sudden silence. And then I heard steps on the plastic coming up the stairs step by step by step to the edge of the kitchen step by step and then I heard a breath that was not my own step by step to the edge of the living room where the plastic ends. The fear of falling down the stairs and getting wrapped up returns as the breathing gets louder and closer. Never moving, never looking. I suddenly cry out, go away, go away. And then something touches my back. The sprinkler sound comes back and my grandma comes out of her room startled by my screams. I frantically tell her what had just happened. I'm not sure if she believes me, but she stays there with me till I fall asleep again. The next morning, the only remains are salt-stained cheeks. I remember climbing up to the window and looking out past the last lush lawn of the park, past the little church, past a fence, rows and rows of headstones that I had never noticed before. It wasn't until years later that other stories began to surface. The coat closet door that would open and close by itself, but never when anyone else was in the room. 
the sounds under the stairs. The photograph of my grandma's dresser strewn with fresh flowers, a photograph nobody else had taken among her saintly shrine. She was Catholic. She said she used to keep holy water in her closet that would magically replenish itself no matter how much she gave away. In fact, I still have a little pill bottle that has never evaporated after all these years. My grandma told me she heard a lady cussing in the kitchen. And the last story that really makes my goosebumps pop. She said she saw the reflection of a little boy on the refrigerator in the basement. So to this day, some 35 years later, I wonder what made the sprinkler stop. Thank you, Jody, for sharing your story. We are scheduling our 2020 events and themes soon, so be sure to check out the events page in January and make plans to be there. And consider telling your story. To pitch your story for future Raven Narratives, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. Subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And share these stories with your friends. If a particular story made you laugh, cry, or look at your world with a little bit more clarity, please leave a comment and let us know. Thanks to photographer Jody Jarling of Wild Blue Bug Photography, who took the onstage portraits of our storytellers for the spooked events. Find out more about Jody's photography services on her website at wildbluebug.com. And thanks to our fiscal nonprofit sponsor, Mancus Valley Resources. Find out more about all the wonderful projects they support in the Mancus Valley of Colorado at mancusvalleyresources.com. The website for buying Raven Narratives tickets, ravennarrativestickets.org, was created by Cortez Web Services. Find out how they can help your business online at cortezweb.com. Our theme music was written and composed by Mo Cooley and performed by Mo and the Motones. Find out more about their music on the Motones Facebook page. That's M-O-E Tones on Facebook.